Yo. Yeah. What up, y'all? It's Dez. It's the You Heard Me Podcast, special edition of the You Heard Me Podcast. Um, turn this off right now if you don't care about video games. All right? Turn If, if Madden and 2K mean nothing to you, come on in the next one. This ain't for you. This is for my my squad that, that this is very important to. <laughs> or at least there's a lot of interest in. So this is who this one's for. All right? Th- these are the You Heard Me podcast reviews of Madden 23 and the early preliminary review of NBA 2K23. So this is what we're talking about. And then the video game industry at large. So if you want some things to to be able to discuss and small talk with people who are in the industry or who are enthusiasts, then by all means, stick around for some inside baseball. But uh, this is the niche episode, all right? Not really worried about the downloads on this one. <laughs> Yo, um, first off, at you heard me, D-A-W-G, at you heard me, dog, on Instagram. Follow me there. Get at me. Um, and patreon.com slash YHMP if you want to join the Gold Club officially and support the show. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Madden first. Then we're going to talk about 2K. I uh, got a lot more to talk about with Madden since it's been out for a month and 2K has been out for uh, like a week. So or maybe two weeks. This is week two. I don't know. It came out on a Friday. Did it came out last Friday. Yes, it came out last Friday. Um, and I missed a good portion of the drop. Which is why that one's a little bit more of uh, just initial impressions than the Madden one, which we're about to get into. All right. So Madden 23 um, ended a streak for me of at least five years of not being excited for Madden. I was very excited for this Madden. Based on what they said that they were changing in this Madden, I was very, 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 very happy because most of what they said that they were addressing with the new systems and the new whatever was going to be mainly um, gameplay aspects that cheapened and ruined the experience for me in the past. So if you're playing Madden's uh, 18 through 21 and 22, even, yeah, especially, um, You've been used to, for the most part, uh, tackling being very, very scripted, uh, very animation-based, very suction-based, um, meaning that if you're close to a, a ball carrier, depending on what type of defender you have, um, you can just start mashing a button and they'll make the tackle. Or you can flick the hit stick and they'll somehow magnetize themselves into the ball carrier. Um, that was something that they addressed in this year's game. They took a lot of that away in a lot of these situations, but um, I think as we've learned how to play and have had more games under our belt, I think the more we realize that that is not quite as uh, profound a difference as we thought it was. Um, I've been noticing a lot more suction tackling as I've been playing more, but like I said, I think that that's possibly a function of uh, people learn how to play more. I do think that the tackling has has gotten a big buff um, ever since the first couple of weeks of the game. I know that they released an update, I think, a week and a half ago. Um, and this is where I think kind of the basis of my whole 
platform about Madden is, man. And anybody who's been a listener to the show for a long time now is is seen me not talk about it as much, but remembers what I used to say about it. And most of that still applies. You know, I was very excited for the gameplay. I still am excited for the gameplay. I still think that the game produces good gameplay, good outcomes. Um, overall, most of the stuff that happens in the game makes sense, um, which is really what is your biggest desire, I think, as a sports game player who wants to simulate the sport that they're playing, right? Like, I want this to look like what I watch on Sundays, whatever the day that the sport game that I'm playing is, but especially with football, because I know what it's supposed to look like most out of any other sport that I'm interested in. So if I see that the game is playing out in a way that um, doesn't make sense to me, it it starts to bother me. <laughs> and I start to get annoyed by um, – I start to get annoyed by the uh, – kind of the you know the biggest uh deal breakers that I end up having with most of these sports games um as far as being something that I buy full price day one and not only full price nowadays with the with the PS5 and PS4 um gray area you know now they make you buy basically they make you buy both games if you want to be able to play them on both systems you have to buy both versions and the only way you can usually do that is to buy like the gold version in the pre-order. So now that, you know, I got the five and my kid has the four, instead of paying 60 bucks for a game, you're paying, you know, sometimes 90, a hundred bucks for a game, you know, depending on if they're doing a discount or not in the pre-order. Um, and you're, you know, they, they kind of are getting you by the balls. If you want to get the most value you can out of the buy, you know, which is one of the things that I think is the most important for us to consider when we talk about sports games is value, right? It's not a RPG or an adventure game, you know, Assassin's Creed or God of War or something where you play the story, you beat the story. They might have a couple bonus missions. It's over. It's not GTA Red Dead where you play the main story campaign. It takes you 30, 40 hours, 50 hours to beat that. You do all the side content. It takes you another 10, 15 hours to beat that. And now you get to play the online for, you know, 400 hours, 1,000 hours, whatever it ends up being. You know, I'm sorry, I say that. I couldn't even imagine how many hours played or days played people having GTA online at this point. Again, it's been out damn near 10 years. People have been playing damn near every day since then. So for the sports game, I think the biggest difference is, um, you know, there is no story mode. Well, I guess we'll get that get to that. But there's tick Typically not a main story mode campaign or something like that that you play through. It's supposed to be kind of an unlimited loop of possibilities and gameplay. Same for fighting games, right? Like each fighting game, Tekken, Street Fighter, they've they've created stories over the years, but the 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 uh you know, the the genesis of those and the thought behind those is you you just fight a certain number of people and then you beat the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what it is, or you just keep fighting people. So when I look at sports games, it's a blend of um, the gameplay and then the aspects of the game that support the gameplay and that that, uh, feed off of the gameplay or into the gameplay. So for a football game, I think gameplay is, you know, very, very heavily weighted for me. Um, but maybe not as weighted as it is in a baseball game or a hockey game. Because 
I don't know the sports that well. Like I don't know hockey at all. I don't know the free agency and draft process. I don't know the arc of a prospect. I don't know like how it's supposed to look. You know what I'm saying? I kind of know it in basketball. I have an idea of it in baseball, but like when you start adding in the minor leagues and just like, well, you know, the 29 year old rookie, I'm like the 29 year old rookie. I drafted him when he was 20. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now he's, how do, it, it took him all these years with the minors to get to a 78. Damn. And then they're saying he still has the potential to get to a 95. And you're like, what, how? He, he <laughs> But you got a football mindset. You got a basketball mindset of like, nah, I need, I need this guy to come in and play as a rookie and, and you know, all of that type of stuff. Right. So I, 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 if I'm playing MLB or or FIFA or NHL or one of those games, I need the gameplay to be more fun than anything, because I don't know the sports like in and out. That I just want to have fun playing games, and I'm more inclined to play just a season mode in those than a franchise mode in those because I don't know how to turn a team over, and you know I don't know if this guy's overpaid or not. You know I know he plays well when I use him. You know, but if if they're saying to not resign them, then I, you know, what what should I do there? It's the exact opposite for me and Madden. You know, what I mean, and and it's like when I when I look at these games, and I'm like, all right, I've been playing, I've played every Madden with the exception of Madden 2000 since Madden 98. That's when I started playing them and having them myself. And technically, it wasn't Madden 98; it was Madden 64. That was the first one that I owned. Um, I got Madden 99 on PlayStation at my dad's house and then I got it on for, for, P, or for N64 for like for Christmas or some shit like that but I played starting on Madden 64 and and have moved on since there every year except 2000 I was punished <laughs> go listen to that episode <laughs> um, so I have a pretty pretty wide uh scope when I when I'm talking about Madden and um and remembering, you know, what the game has been in and 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 what the arc of it has been for every single year for you know twenty five years. You know? And and for me, I think that there is a lot of reason to be excited about Madden twenty three. Um but there's Twice as much reason to be frustrated, concerned, ambivalent, anything that's not excited uh, or positive. Because there's a lot that has been left to to uh, be desired, I believe, in Madden 23. Um, a lot of meat on the bone in that game, which, you know, we can we can talk about whether that's encouraging or not. Um, so let's just say, let's just start with the good things for Madden 23, one month in. Uh, I didn't do the date and time. Today is Friday, September the 16th. It's 1 o'clock p.m. Lunchtime pod. Uh, I said that this is the shiniest cone of, coat of paint in a long time for Madden. Yeah. And like I said earlier, there's way less suction tackling. Um, not as much less in suction blocking, which I hope can change. Um, I actually think it's a little bit worse this year than it was last year as far as being able to to run into blocks and and get off them um or or still be able to make tackles while engaged or at least attempt to i think that that has been reduced a lot this year a lot of times where you're running into a block or or like a, a lead blocker and you try to um evade them and 
because they had they got that block evasion thing now where you can you can try to dodge a block um and it, it doesn't work as well as as you'd want it to and a lot of times you you kind of whiff and fall and it's terrible but um yeah man I, I think that the suction overall is not as bad as it used to be depending on the type of animation that you go for um the uh, wide receiver and DB interactions don't have as much suction and warping as they used to have, but it still happens for Shirley. But it is a lot less than it used to be. Uh, overall, I think the movement for the players is really good, especially for the ball carriers, especially for special ball carriers. Um, but you know, when you're when you when you get on a nice run downfield, um, you know, and you're kind of implementing that hard cut or just your, the regular swivels. Uh, and the jukes and stuff, man, I think that there's some really, really good running to be done in this game. I think that when you're moving on defense, um, especially once you learn how to pivot and, and plant and cut and keep your momentum going, um, you can really do some special things as a as an open field defender that you weren't able to do in the past. Um, so I think that that's really good. I still think that the speed threshold is, is inconsistent. Um, you know, there's times where um, – you know, you got a guy with, you know, maybe 10 points more speed than a guy and he pulls away. No problem. No problem. He just just separates in two steps. Um, you got other times where, you know, you got a guy with 75 speed uh, beating a guy with 90 speed to a corner, um, even if he has an angle. And then, you know, they don't really penalize the guy with the 75 speed uh, for running at full speed when the guy with the 90 speed tries to cut it up field. Um, sometimes that can be very inconsistent. Uh, as far as like the the seventy five speed guy having the ability to even still stick with him, so a lot of that I'm talking about too was with like quarterback contain in the past game. Um, a lot of moments where defensive ends are able to um, defensive ends are able to to beat faster quarterbacks to the edge. Um, don't know if I if I have a, a bona fide solution in my head for how that's supposed to look. Um, but you know, I know that because I know that they did this in the in a response to the last couple of seasons of fast break for you know Lamar and Russ and Kyler Murray and guys like that who had fast break where you know they were just so much faster than the the defensive linemen or whoever that was chasing them that it was um, you know they they kind of had to do something but I think that they you know now went to the other extreme and for you know to be honest man it's been it's been several Maddens now that um the quarterback mobility has been a big issue um you know when they added the abilities in what was that 20 um pretty much any quarterback that didn't have escape artists was completely immobile almost completely immobile and even last year you know up until 22 it was bad if you didn't have escape artists and and what you couldn't do in 22 you couldn't think about rushing up the middle um, as soon as you tried to rush up the middle, those defensive tackles would disengage. If it was a linebacker blitz and he would disengage and they would immediately get your quarterback into a suction tackle, like a suction reach tackle animation. That's happening all over the field this year um, with that. So, you know, the quarterback scramble is pretty much dead. Um, and it's and it's because, you know, Madden couldn't have. They they could they couldn't create a dynamic enough uh, blocking system and tackling system and and uh, pursuit system to be able to account for guys being able to do that like a Josh Allen I'm not even talking about Lamar but you know like Josh Allen or um uh Buddy and um 
in Jacksonville, Lawrence, like guys who were good athletes, but maybe not elite athletes like Lamar is. Nobody's been Lamar. Uh, but even like a prime Cam Newton, you know, like you can't, it's, it's, you don't want to really cater to the extremes, but like the extremes should show why they are that. You know what I'm saying? Like there should be a reason that Lamar has 96 speed and all of the agilities and stuff like that. Like he does that. You know what I mean? There's also times where you're watching Lamar run and guys who are slower than him tackle him because they take a good angle. Lamar tries to do a stutter step or something like that. They don't go for it and he gets tackled. So, I, you know, I don't know what the right – that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I have in my mind the right exact solution for it, but I do think that there is an issue um, with with that. Uh, in the in the, um, the movement, like I said, it's good, but it could be better and it could be more consistent. Um, target passing, I think, or whatever they call it, free form passing. It was a, it was a good improvement. I'm glad that they brought it back. I'm glad they didn't abandon the concept. It's been, what was that in like Madden 18 or something like that, that they had target passing. Um, I think that the idea for it is pretty good. I think that the system for it is okay. Um, it takes a lot of, lot of getting used to, and this is going to go to one of my negatives, which is the interceptions. But I, I think that it's just, you know, it's it's a good start, which is the theme of Madden. You know, they they introduce a feature, it seems like a good idea, and then they just leave it exactly like that, and they never really um. They never really take it to the next level, you know. They just kind of leave it there, you know. So, it's hard to say, you know, if it's if it's um. You know, it's hard to say if it's like uh like a consistent improvement ever. Because if you if you you know, if you introduce a new project or like a new concept and you never build on it and then it ends up stifling your progress and other elements down the line, then you know, this is where I feel like they kind of build themselves into a, a perpetual state of of being stagnant. In so many ways, because it's like, you know, they, they, I remember they did the O line, D line thing where they moved it from pressing the button to using the stick in like 19 or 20 or something like that. And the system has been the exact same. You know, they used to have the steering, like you used to be able to steer the blocker. And it was like the arrow would come up and stuff like that. And you could, you could say where you wanted to go and you would press L1 or R1. You could, you could actually attempt a reach tackle, you know, and they, and they change all of those systems without telling people like every year they, they change little, little tweaks to those. And then you go on a skills trainer, the drills are broken. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it'd be shit like that, you know? And, and it just, it gets, it gets old after a while because it's like, all right, target passing can provide for some really cool things, but it also provides the worst things that are in the game. Because there's a lot of moments where when you use target passing and you throw your guy open, he just makes an adjustment to the ball that the DB is not capable of making. And a lot of the times that I've seen this happen, the DB is the one that's actually looking at the quarterback, not the receiver. So you'll throw the ball up to the receiver. You'll throw it crazy, adjusted, you know, basically throw him open on a different route. Like he's running upfield and you didn't throw him a, a corner route at this point because of how far you led the ball outside. And the game is gonna is gonna want you to keep doing target passing, so it's gonna reward you if you get the if you get the green release on that, and, and you use the mechanic the right way 
because it's trying to do what it's trying to create like the the they want you to to have that skill gap to justify who's better than the next person who's going to win the the championship series so it's it's just like you just see the you see the de- the domino effects of of half baked systems working together and a lot of times working in spite of each other or against each other you know it's just it gets a little bit uh tiring <laughs> but what i can say in this game compared to the last couple is that for the most part most of the outcomes make sense right um guy running with a lot of momentum um unless he's a a tiny guy or a quarterback or something like that he's probably falling forward when he's getting tackled you know big strong running back probably going to going to get yards tight end Probably not going down on that first DB tackle. At least if he does go down, he's not getting knocked backwards unless Derwin hit him or some shit like that, right? So it's, you know, you're seeing mostly, mostly reasonable outcomes in a lot of these situations. Um, one thing that's been better this year has been, I think that, uh, a lot of times or, or more, more than I've seen in previous years, you're seeing tall defensive backs. I mean, um, uh, well, yeah, that too, but you're seeing tall, wide receivers and tight ends winning jump balls a lot more often. Um, you know, there's the issue of the early breakup and late breakup that we'll talk about. And I might as well just talk about it now. Um, because it's, you know, I thought that in the last couple of years, really ever since Madden 16, um, since they introduced the, aggressive catch, rack catch, and uh, possession catch uh, system, I thought that it it just got lame as hell because you stopped having to time the catch and time your user catch and position yourself. You know, the strafe catch had kind of been eliminated from Madden for a few years at that point. But, um, you know, if you think back to – uh, like Madden 10, Madden 25, like those games back in that time. Um, if you did throw the ball up to some, especially on a deep ball, if you threw the ball up to somebody and you went for the catch too early, they would always try to do that running over the shoulder catch where they would catch it and then kind of swerve out of bounds or like swerve outside if you were throwing it up against the sideline. Um, or you would they would have a step you would throw a lob and you go to catch the pass and instead of just catching it in stride and running they would jump up to catch the pass and then they get tackled or they get get the pass broken up um because of that so the idea for the rack catch the aggressive catch the possession catch is a very good idea and i loved the idea of having the ability to go for a swat go for a pick or just go for a tackle as the defender the problem was was how they did it was basically a quick time event, as we remember, right? Which is this one you you know the quarterback makes a throw, either a bullet, either a touch, either a lob, or and and, and it's up to you as the receiver to just hold the button down and figure out which type of catch am I gonna make, and hope that the ratings play out in my favor. But you couldn't really like take a lot of control. You would just throw it up and pray. <laughs> and at the time, 
Um, you know, if you were throwing it up to Larry Fitzgerald or you were throwing it up to Calvin Johnson or, you know, some shit, like, they were making that catch. You know, you threw an aggressive catch up to Dez Bryant, he's making the catch. Even in double coverage sometimes, if the if the DBs were trash enough or the second defender got there too late. And it was awesome in that way. But there were a couple of factors that were involved in Madden 16 that have not been involved in Madden in a long time. First one, anytime you threw a deep shot to a receiver and they went for an aggressive catch, that shit nuked their stamina by like 50% immediately. Like they weren't playing for the next three, four plays. Anytime you were even attempted, even if it was completed or incomplete, especially if it was incomplete, but if it was if it was an attempt of a 30, 40 yard bomb aggressive catch where the court or the receiver's going up to try to make a play on the ball, stamina's nuked. 30, 40% minimum. I'm thinking more like 50, 60%, because they wouldn't be back for like three plays. Number two, your receivers could get hurt if they went up for a pass and they got hit or they they went down hard enough. They could get hurt. They happen all the time. I remember this very vividly because I had a franchise with the Bills when we first started that game. And I remember my one of my uh receivers was like Stevie Johnson, I think. <laughs> I threw it up to him. And he like broke his collarbone or some shit like that on the on the aggressive catch that he made. He made the catch, went down in the animation, and then just laid there and was hurt. Broken collarbone was out for like eight weeks. They stopped that. One of the other things that they stopped was the pass interference, which I didn't think was executed properly in I didn't think it was properly executed in uh Madden 16, but the idea behind it was, and the idea was you, um, if you got a mismatch and you try to go for a pick or you try to go for a swat and you don't time it right, at least so I thought, you would possibly get a pass interference. But then you found out it wasn't about timing. It was just a dice roll. And it was more in favor of if you have somebody with an with a undisciplined penalty trait and you have somebody with, I can't remember. I think I think I remember reading this on, um, like a, a, a operation sports form or some shit like that. But they they said something about. Um, I remember the, like it was a rating spread, and if the disparity was more than X number of of ratings points between coverage and and catching or route running or whatever, then it was going to be a higher chance of getting that pi. If if you if you play the ball or play the SWAT versus just playing the receiver, letting them make the catch and making the tackle. Um, now you only really get PI if it's a bump. Like if, if you're playing DB and you physically bumped a receiver, um, that's really the only time they're calling PI. I've, I've seen maybe two PI animations um, between computer games or user-on-user uh, user games in the last three Maddens. But I'm saying all of that because um, this year is the first year since that year, since 16, where I feel like you could throw the ball up to a tall receiver, especially against a shorter corner, and they got a chance to go up and make a play on that ball. Um, I have a lot of times where I've dunked on people. A lot of times I've been dunked on um, 
with with tall receivers. Uh, it's not super consistent sometimes. I I think with the the way that some of the things play out, um, but it, at least the the ability is there. And when you combine that with the target passing, if you actually get nice with spotting the balls that you're throwing, um, you can really have some real nice con- connections um, on the field there. Uh, the only other two things that I think are positive um, are, I guess, three things for franchise mode. Um, the fact that they added the letter grade ranges for the uh, prospects top three or four uh, attributes in the prospect screen is cool, but they did that at the expense of the combine grade, um, which I don't think is as cool. And I probably would rather have the combine grade, which I don't even think they do anymore, which is trash as fuck. Um, it was cool that they re-added the more factors for free agency and the mentorship and stuff like that and the roles. Um, definitely, definitely needs to be way more fleshed out than that, but it is good that that's there. Um, and then they added the yearly recap. That's good. All right. Far as bad stuff. And then I'm probably going to have to put a pin in this, uh, and get back to work and then, uh, I'll come back for 2k later. Um, the bad blocking AI is so bad. Um, in the franchise mode, there's so many bugs in the menu. So many times you're in the menu and you just get stuck. You get kicked. You're trying to go from one screen to the next. It just, it's the background and you got to turn off the whole game and start the whole game over. Now, thankfully on the PS5 games load fast, but it adds up. And one thing that does not move fast on the PS5 are the menus in Madden's franchise mode. You know, it makes me, it, it it's always so fun when you go back to an old Madden for whatever reason. Like sometimes you'll go back and you'll try to find, um, you'll try to find a, um, like a player that you had drafted or something. Or like, especially if you got franchised with the same people year after year, it's like, oh man, what was that one running back that I had? Oh yeah, Pablo Parker that one year. Yeah, yeah, he was a fucking dog. <laughs> you know, shit like that, right? Um, and when you go back to those games and you're like, man, how the fuck did I ever move through these slow-ass menus, especially if you go back to an older system? Oh my Lord. You know, and, and this year, or I, I should say, I remember when um, when Madden 25 came out on the PS4, I just remember how crazy it was, how faster, how much faster the menus were moving than they were on the 25 on the PS3. Um, and now I just feel like, like loading into the game is, is unbelievably fast. It's very, very cool. But moving around the menus is no faster. Sometimes it's slower than it's ever been. Um, talking about just going from like your salaries to your whatever screen, you know, 2k to me has, has always been superior with the UI. Um, but Madden and all of the EA games used to have this type of shit where like, if you pressed a button, no matter what menu you were in, it would bring the whole main menu up, you know? And I don't remember if it was if when they moved to connect the careers and they changed the whole UI that way or whatever it was, but the UI and franchise has been so bad for years. And now here's my thing, guys. Like, I'll take if this is the menu setup and you have lineup and roster and depth chart and salaries and resign and injuries. And this is me just rattling off all memory, right? And it was a trade center and uh, trade block and uh, free agents. I might be missing one. But if those are the options, 
and I always have to be at the main menu to be able to access those options, fine. But once I've accessed those options, I don't know why when I get to the next screen, I can't stay where I'm at on the screen without everything having to take me back to the first screen of that screen. So an example is if I'm looking at defensive tackles and I'm trying to find a defensive tackle trade target on another team and I can go to the whole NFL roster and look at all the players and I can look at all the defensive tackles and I want to sort it by age, who are the youngest defensive tackles in the league? And and, And I filter that column by age. The moment that I open up one of those defensive tackles, uh, player cards, and I start shuffling through, it's going to move me back, not to uh, the the spot that I was at with the sorted by age defensive tackles. It'll move me back to defensive tackles in the whole NFL. And that's like the best version of that in the game because most of the other screens if you do that in it'll take you all the way back to the very first screen so like if you're looking in um if you're scouting for example and you're looking down the prospect list and you say you scroll down to guys who are who have second round grades on them as soon as you open up that prospect card and you look and you flip through the three menus the one with the um with the overall scouting report with the teams that are interested in them or that they be fits for, you flip over to the next one, that's the combine stats, that's the you know the 40 time, the bench press, blah, 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 blah. You flip over to the next one, it's the actual attributes. Boom. Okay. When I hit circle, when I leave that prospect profile, which now I also can't mark them as a favorite once I open them up, once I open up the profile, I'm pretty sure I can't mark them as a favorite. I'm pretty sure the only choice I have to do is back out. But once I back out, it takes me all the way back to the very top of the list, the very first prospect. So if I am trying to scout the mid or later rounds, which now you can't sort through, um, you know, I don't actually, I don't think you've ever been able to sort through by projected round, but in the old, uh, on the PS4 at least, and in some of the, um, uh, a couple games ago, you could hold down triangle and you could sort by different categories. Now I know that you could do that in a fantasy draft, and I know you could do that in like a player pool screen when you're looking through free agents. Um, but I don't remember if you could do that in scouting. I don't know why they've never added it. Um, you know, sort by bench press, sort by 40 times, sort by vertical, whatever. Um, so it just it just makes every process in the menu just very arduous. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just it's just no matter what you want to do, like if you want to trade for a guy. They added a trade finder. That's pretty cool. You know, 2K's only had the trade finder since, you know, 2K9 or something like that. But they finally added a trade finder in uh, Madden, which is you just pick a player or a combination of players or picks or whatever. You press a button, and then the game determines, well, these teams would be willing to trade these players and or picks for what you're offering. And usually in Madden, I mean, uh, in 2K with the trade finder, um, if you don't have the little RPG shit on, you can just say start negotiations and you start to do just that. You start to negotiate. <laughs> so it's, it's not a, um, it's not a take it or leave it situation, 
But in the Madden Trade Finder, in its first iteration, it's you only have the option to take or leave the deal. So now what do I got to do? Well, okay, I don't, I like that guy, but not only can I not take, not, do I only have the choice to take or leave the deal, I can't even click on that player card within what's being proposed to see who they are. And what ends up happening in franchise, especially once you get four or five years into it, you know, half of the players are p- created players from the game. You know what I'm saying? So they're offering you a 75 overall tight end, but you don't know who he is. So now, instead of being able to just click and start negotiations, which would then be able to take me to the trade screen, which would allow me to at least look at the player card. Now, if I wanted to take the next step from that screen, from the trade screen, I say, ooh, okay, I like how this guy's ratings look. I see he's only 23 years old. I see he's been in the league for whatever. Let me see what his contract looks like. Now, if I want to click, I got to go into a different menu to open up stats, contracts, and awards. And once I open up his stats, contracts, and awards, I see, oh, okay, he only has one year left on his deal. That's probably why they're offering to trade him to me. Once I hit back out of that, it doesn't take me back to the trade screen. It doesn't take me back to the trade finder. It doesn't take me back to anything. It takes me all the way back to the very first roster page that I was on. So it's not sorted by D tackles. It's not sorted by age. It's not sorted by nothing. It takes me back to my team's roster. And half the time when you're in the trade finder, you don't even remember the team that you was that that because you're flipping through all the shit. Or if you're just, you know, if you're doing the grind of like of doing the Pokemon team style franchise, which is where it's, you know, you're just getting the best players you can and you're not worried about having it look like the NFL, then there's going to be a lot of time banging through the menus. And they don't do you any favors of just making you want to immerse yourself in the mode. It becomes so much of a chore to do your due diligence and to try to find the best players that are the biggest hidden gems. And damn, I found this 69 overall outside linebacker, but he got he got 88 speed and 74 finesse moves and he only 22. So I'm going to figure out how to trade for him and I'm going to build him up because, man, he's the next uh, – Danelle Hunter or something like that for me. It's like those are the things that you don't have an incentive to do because it's such a fucking pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Like like going through some of that shit in 2K is so much more fluid that you can very quickly figure out who you're looking for or who's available and what they can do and the whole nine. I mean, it's not like that. And Madden, it's the exact opposite. And my thing is, is for a game that's offering so little substance, is that the te- is that the technique, Madden? Like because you have so little to offer in franchise. Well, let's just try to elongate our playtime metrics by making the menus work slow as fuck and making them have to go to four different menus in the first place, so that when we want to report on all this bullshit-ass telemetry data that we always want to lean on to justify our bullshit, we can say players are spending more time than ever in franchise. Last year, we players spent 63% of their time in franchise. Is that what this is? There's no other reason for you to explain to me how the menus are so disconnected 
and so clunky and why I can't see my upcoming draft picks when I'm looking at my prospect board anymore and why I can't, it's just like all of these little things, I can't look at the players I've drafted already in the draft anymore. Why did y'all take that out when y'all added this new bullshit-ass scouting system? Like, why is it always you got to fucking, I got to cut off an arm to, to get a leg? Like, why is it always that? And when you do that, it still won't even work well. If you say I got to drop a feature to, to get a new one, okay, you, you damn sure better make sure that this shit mo- works smoothly. And it doesn't. You're not telling me that you, you're adding features and therefore taking away quality of life shit for me, are you? Are Oh, every year that's what you're saying to me? Okay. Well, I guess this is just our lot in life. You know, and these end up being the moments where I'm like, nah, don't order pre, no, don't pre-order Madden. Make them prove it. Da 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 da. That's where that uh, it, it it conflicts with me saying, well, if the gameplay is great and it's fun and I'm getting consistent good outcomes from the gameplay, then I'll accept a, a less uh, immersive or uh, built out franchise mode because I'll just be focused on playing the games. And you realize, like I was saying earlier, no, like the team building shit is very important to me, to my experience. Like I enjoy that. I enjoy finding that third round defensive tackle or that that second round wide receiver who was the, you know, the seventh rated wide receiver. And he comes in with a superstar uh, development level and all of this. Like I love that. I love, you know, being able to convince you know, my guys who I draft to stay on the team and accept less contracts because our body of work is so strong and shit like that, as corny as it is. But again, I'm only talking to the people who who, who understand at this point in the episode, right? But like, that's that's where it is. And they just kill my, my motivation to want to engage with this shit because it's just such a fucking chore. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I, I want to be playing this game more than any other game because I love football. Football is fun, sir. Yes, I still think football is fun. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but with Madden, they're like, no, zero fun, sir. You know? And I mean, regardless of whatever else I got for it, because I got a lot else. But, you know, like the suction tackling, I talked about it earlier. Like, that's been coming back. The trips are crazy now. Like, in the, in, when the game first came out, if you dove at somebody, you got, like, no type of uh, no type of distance on your dive. Now everybody can just dive and clip somebody's ankles, and then they just they just fall. You know, every once in a while, you'll, you'll catch a stumble. But it's like, why are all these guys who have this, this much uh, agility and change of direction and stuff like that, like, why are they – so easy to trip. Um, you know, the, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, so much of my shit is just similar complaints from previous years about franchise mode shit. Like the badge regression is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Um, I don't understand why they have badge caps in, in once you start a franchise, I don't know why they force you into that. Um, there's only 50 X factors. There's only a hundred superstars and so on and so forth. Like I understand the rationale behind it, but um, 
you know, to me is just not realistic. When you play 2K and now NHL and some of the other games that have superstar abilities or badges or whatever, um, you know, if you're playing Madden, I mean, if you're playing 2K and you can have a guy on your team who's a 71 overall and he got eight badges because he's a, he's a rebounding specialist. He's a he's a uh, glass cleaner. So he got box out and he got worm and he got uh rebound chaser and he got hustler and he got menace and he got uh rim protector, but he can't shoot at all. He can't dribble at all and he can't pass and he's slow and he's undersized. But um the guy I'm talking about is Reggie Evans. <laughs> I'm genuinely talking about Reggie Evans. I'm genuinely that's the example that's coming to my head is like for for like a three year stretch there. Reggie Evans was like the most coveted player for me in 2K because you only had to pay him like $2 million and he got every single rebound that was available when he was on the floor. And where every once in a while he'd be wide open for an alley-oop or a dunk or something, but he did not score. He got rebounds. He barely played defense. He got rebounds. And he was valuable. But in Madden... You can't have a badge unless you're a superstar or a superstar X Factor. And it's not like that in NHL from what I saw. I saw guys down the bottom of the, of the roster still having quick snapshot or, you know, uh, snow cone or whatever for being able to stop short. They got I don't know all of the names and I only played it a little bit. But, you know, in, in MLB, they added quirks, which is the same thing, except it's, it's like dynamic. And there can be a guy who has 90-something speed and 90-something base running, and all he has is base stealer or, or you know, uh, you know uh, I can't remember what, but they got like, you know, base running ones. You know, and their base running is clearly better than everybody else's. But he don't have to be a superstar. To be able to to be like to have the game reflect that he's best at what he's best at, or or his best strength is still good, and that is the biggest problem with Madden, is that unless you got a superstar ability, you're pretty much worthless, and because so few players can have a superstar ability, so few players are valuable, and when you do have a player who gets a superstar ability, you like to keep it that way because of how valuable they are, so you pay them. And then what ends up happening if you play in the simulation league versus a league where you actually play all the games, if that player doesn't make the Pro Bowl or or do something, then they'll lose their superstar ability, which consequently makes them lose their abilities that come with the superstar tag. And now they just become guys because the superstar abilities themselves are tied into the animations. Clint Oldenburg explained this on Twitter a couple years ago when they introduced the superstar system. And it's like, unless the guy has edge threat elite, he's not going to be able to get the same pass rush moves as somebody who doesn't. So again, on paper, it makes sense. TJ Watt has a different bag than Odafe Owe does. But if Odafe Owe is playing against a stick in the mud tackle. If he's playing against Alejandro Villanueva, then then Odafe should still be able to beat him with his speed rush. 
And he shouldn't have to – he shouldn't have – like, that should be the difference between having bronze and Hall of Fame and shit like that. Like, Odafei should have – I'm just saying on paper, you know, he should have a a, a 90s speedster or a, a 90 uh, – since he has 90 speed, he should have a bronze speedster for the speed rush. Not meaning that he's going to get it off. But then every tackle who has, you know, more than 75 pass block for that should have, like – basketball feet or something like that or dancer or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they could build, they could have been built this out so much more than they have. But like they, they do all this shit and try and make the NFL top 100 that I'm just like, yo, is you're not making the gameplay experience fun. You know, and I'm, I don't know if maybe in, in, in ultimate team, maybe they don't have this shit, but in franchise, like, for the last three Maddens that I, I've, I, you know, me and me and my man, me, but we turned the superstar abilities off, so that everybody can can factor in, and a guy can be an eighty four overall and really be a difference maker, which he would be. You know, you can have role players, but if you got role players now, where all they can do is tackle, or all they can do is run fast, or all they got is possession catching, unless they got a corresponding badge. They're pretty worthless in the franchise mode. There's no reason to invest in them. There's no reason to pay them. And they're all going to ask for the same amount of money. You can have a guy who's a superstar and have a superstar ability for two years and never play it down on your team. He could be on the bench for two years and have a superstar ability. And your starter, who might have a – he might not make the Pro Bowl. or might, not, And I'm talking about all in simulation. He might not have a great statistical season. And they drop his superstar ability to give it to some, uh, you know, incoming rookie because they have a cap on them. And even in this year's game, when you turn off badge regression, they still regress the badges. People still lose their abilities. So, so you know, I'm like, fuck that. Like, like just because you lose, or just because like just because you don't make the NFL top 100 doesn't mean that you're not still able to do what you what got you wanted in the first place. That's that's the part of it I don't get. So to me. Um, you know, the the animations should not be tied into the abilities. They should be tied into like ratings ranges, which got into a problem a couple years back. I think it was on Madden 18 or 19 or 20, where it was like everybody who had 91 zone, that was the only, like you had to get 91 zone in order to be able to get quick reactions to certain routes. And I, and I think that it shouldn't necessarily be about like the rating itself as much as it should be about like, the um the rating disparity between you and the player you're going against in the situation that y'all are in. You know, if it's one-on-one in the hole with a hard-hitting uh, safety and uh, uh, an elusive running back, but that safety came off a block and that running back is running from a, from a, a, a single back formation and he got a 10-yard head start before he makes contact with that DB, like even if it's Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams shouldn't just be able to hit stick him off of a static start just because he's Jamal Adams, you know? And this is where you start to be like, well, it's, it is just a video game. So there's only so much they can do, but there's so many times where they do it right. Where, where like the right situation plays out that you would just feel like, man, if, if, if these, if these animations weren't so tied into the abilities themselves, making them so rare, then I think that we would see that, yeah, man, you know, you you can get to to the thirtieth best wide receiver in the league, and he's still nice. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, think of the 30th best wide receiver in the league. It'd be like, you know, like Tyler Boyd or somebody like that. And it's like, oh, nah, he could still light you up. You know, 11 for 140 in, in a touchdown or two in, in the right matchup. You know what I'm saying? Like playing against the right system or whatever. Like it, it's the league. So that's probably my biggest issue, um, standing issue with Madden. But gameplay wise, man, it's the blocking is just it's it's atrocious. So often in this game, um, that it's just you know it's it's really hard to enjoy it sometimes, because you know you you're trying to get you're trying to run the play, you're trying to run the hole, you're trying to step up in the pocket, you're trying to do these things. And it's just so many times your offensive linemen, your fullbacks, your tight ends, whoever, they just don't block anybody. You know, or they'll run right past the person who's actually a threat to try to go block somebody down the field. And I know that they made an emergency update a couple of weeks ago with the the tackles on the wide rushes just standing there and shit. But it's like the running backs, they don't pass block on anything outside, on any uh, inside linebacker blitz without you having to do a whole bunch of ID in the mic and shit like that, which is where it's like they don't make that clear that your line is just not going to do well if you don't shift your protection. And so many times you shift your protection and you try to do all of that shit and they just leave the most random person completely unblocked and you just get sacked anyway. So you pretty much just have to line up every play block somebody extra or have some sort of quick dump off and hope that's the only thing you can really do. Um, No more than a six out of 6.5 out of 10. Can I give this year's game? Because I do think that the game is a lot more fun. The game play is a lot more fun than it was. Um, I think that the, 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 the uh, foot planting is a lot better. Um, It is better, but it's not great across the board. Um, I still think that there's a lot of a lot that can be done with uh, players' uh, interactions with each other. Um, one thing I haven't talked about that I think is is pretty good is the gang tackling. Um, that's a lot better than it used to be on like 13 and shit. And it's good, and I'll enjoy it. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, it's it's uh, it's like I said, it's a, there's they show a step in the right direction in some ways. Um, I think that you know if the blocking AI is not unbelievably overhauled like like they don't have to win every block but they have to make the right attempts you know what I'm saying there's nothing that's going to make me mad about a, a linebacker stepping up putting a shoulder into a, a pulling guard putting the flipper out and making the sound tackle and, and starting to pile for a two yard gain if the right guard actually tries to kick out the tackle or kick out the, the linebacker when he gets up in that hole, but a lot of times that that pulling guard is going to run right past that linebacker and try to go block the safety, and then when he realizes that there's no reason to, he's going to turn around and you getting tackled for a one yard gain or a two yard loss when you could when all he had to do was just brush past the linebacker to just hold the linebacker for that one split second that will let you run through the hole, but that doesn't happen way too often. Way too often that's that that situation does not play out properly. So we gotta we gotta address that um before we can get to college because man, if if they're coming out with college next year, which is less than a year from now, because if college is coming out, it's gonna be coming out in July, which is when college always came out before. Um 
if they're doing that, you're telling me that they're going to be able to run college offenses with this blocking logic? With 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 this blocking logic, shit. With this blocking uh, system, period. You think that this is going to be able to support college players? Think of what happens on the read options or like the jailbreak screens and some of the RPO looks and stuff that that's running the game. It completely can break the game on either direction. Either your guys can't run the screen, their guys can't defend the RPO. Like it's not going to be good. It's going to be really bad, actually. And I think that NCAA all the way up until 14, every year between like, every year with NCAA from like 04 all the way up until 14, there was a consistent ability to argue that NCAA was more fun than Madden. It was always a very, very real conversation. But I would always offer to people this aspect of that conversation is the fact that gameplay-wise, NCAA was usually just like a slightly improved version of last year's Madden. And they would take stuff from NCAA and kind of test that for the next year's Madden. And it would kind of be that type of cycle. Um, and I, I, you know, it, 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 it was just... You know, I just think that there was a very, even though the games felt so similar, the playbooks and the the styles and the way that the camera used to snap on some of the options and shit like that, like the atmosphere, like if the college game felt different, it ultimately would feel the same if if you would see the same tackle animation or the same catch animation or something like that, a juke play out. But everything else, man, like the game flowed differently. It felt different. You felt like you were playing college. Um, and in the, even in the ones where they've tried to do the college experiences in Madden the last couple of seasons in long shot mode, it's just like, eh, I don't know if this is the way. So what was supposed to be an hour total for both games ended up being an hour just for Madden. Now I got to really get on this meeting in five minutes with no prep. Um, <laughs> let me get it, y'all, man. Appreciate it.